two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. Planning out texts ahead of time on, say, your notepad or, you know, your notepad and your phone. Ramblings of a madman? Oh, just some good <laughs> good planning. Uh, you know, I no, I can't say that I've ever, that I ever feel like I've done that. Maybe I'm lying to myself uh, about that, but I don't think I've, I don't think I've done it. I think it's probably a good, healthy thing for a person who is a madman to do. That. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, right. So if you're already a madman, start. But as a non-madman, you may not construct your uh, text ahead of time this way. Exactly. I think the best, huh. the people who have their madness under control are the ones who are uh, you know, pl- doing the planning. Gotcha. Oh, right. Because that's probably one of the things they tell you when you go to, to like rehab for it. Start writing your stuff down. And then that way you work back towards being a non-madman. Meanwhile, we can't have new people start and meet you in the middle. That's going to just have all these in-between types. Yeah, we've only got so many room in these uh, <laughs> mad madman recovery classes that we're <laughs> teaching. But I think you, I think you start out. You probably they probably start out with a program of yeah, hey, before you send that text, write it down. Yeah, that you know how these weird classes they probably have you write it down with a pen and paper first because oh, you know yeah. that's how they that's how they do those kinds of things. It's one more thing they can charge you for. Like this first step is you writing in a notepad. The first uh, class is five hundred dollars, and then. The second class is just transcribing the notepad into your phone, the notepad your section phone, of your notepad. phone. Yeah, exactly. Fred, they make you buy a special notepad too. Right. Oh, right. Um, it's regular spiral notebook, and they just put a sticker of their the company on there. Right. It just says you are a madman. On <laughs> they want you to keep making sure you think you're a madman. That's oh, their, yeah. Uh, you have yeah. Each so. page, it's on there, and you have to write around it. And that's part of that's yeah. like week three of the class. Is trying to distinguish all the writing between the logo. Yes. No, but I, I think uh, I think it's probably a good idea to plan it out that way. Do a little planning. Right. Class one, class two, class three, like that. <laughs> but I would I would think they would do they would hit you with write it down first, and then initially you're going to show it to someone else. Initially, like, okay, you want to send a text? Here's what you have to do. You write it down on a piece of paper. Show it to a friend that you trust, and then uh, first ask them if they're a madman. Uh, <laughs> Send them to then, this other class we offer to test that. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, once you get good at, once you get a good understanding of, oh, they're they keep reacting this way to the things I'm showing them. Then maybe you don't have to. Maybe you could just read it yourself. Read, you know, write it down, read it yourself, and then eventually you can just be back to a normal person, just sending texts using the. Uh, text portion of your phone <laughs> start a whole class for people who don't need this <laughs> right because they're healed up enough you know yeah yeah That's but i good. think i think a big chunk of people are out there pre-writing texts and editing doing a lot of editing and getting them ready and sending them it's probably right. probably good are you doing it i yeah a little bit because i just figure you know There's enough time in between this style of text anyway, the one that would require any thought. It's more, it's basically just emails on text. So there's certainly a draft folder for your emails. So I'm just thinking 
I'm going to transfer my draft folder over to the notepad. And then, yeah, you stumble upon my phone on its own. You're thinking ramblings of a madman until you see where mm. each of these is nicely plugged into a very uh, coherent text chain. Okay, yeah. I mean, you're not deleting them afterwards, though, just to prevent that whole, you know, debacle of somebody finding your phone? Oh, there's where you do. That's where that's how you fix this whole thing. Yeah, I think if you just delete your notes afterwards, then no one's going to think anything uh, untoward is going on. Right, but then suppose, and this hasn't come up, but I'm just coming uh, thinking of this now. Suppose a situation perfectly applies, <laughs> and then you accidentally leave the person's name in when you send it to somebody else, though. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You do a lot of name uh, sprinkling in to your serious text that you're writing? Um, no, not throughout them, but I'll, I feel like I do use people's names more than the average person in text. And uh, yeah, I don't know what that says. Oh, man, please, we shouldn't look this up. It probably means I'm some narcissist or something or like i'm a psychopath and i don't you know mind when animals are hurt or something <laughs> oh you say people's name a lot that's that means you know oh god we'll probably have to delete this whole part yeah that I mean the people that i know that do that are usually uh the same people that i'm good friends with that are hurting animals <laughs> and they're saying the animal's name that they're hurting the whole time yeah but i think you don't, I know, don't notice you saying my name a whole lot in, in our text exchanges. So I, I think we're safe. Oh yeah. I, I guess, right. You know, old pals, I don't think you're doing it there, but maybe when, you know what it might do? Maybe subconsciously when you're getting to know somebody, you think you're like, oh, this'll get us to know each other more quickly. Because if we're like, the more I say the name, like, oh, just old, old friend. So-and-so I've been saying their name 600 times in this three minutes. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Just stare at them. That's that's how the most uh, today's dating starts. You just start by staring each other in the face for five minutes and saying each other's name back and forth. Oh, and then it's like you know each other way better. That is probably some weird thing that would technically work, even though you'd be a talk about a madman to pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> the stare, the staring into each other's eyes uh, for a long period of time and uh see if you don't fall in love with each other is a uh that's that's a tried and true oh trick fall in love chicken yeah fall in love chicken that's a really good way of describing right. it see who falls in love first first one to mm -hmm. loves a rotten chicken yep yeah you call the other person out sort of like a staring contest you call the other person out when you're pretty sure they've fallen in love <laughs> and then it's a really it's a really sportsmanship driven game because the other person does have to admit when it's true. Like, all right, you got me. Yep. Got me, yeah. I promised I would be honest when it happened. I am no longer in love or no, I am in love. Excuse me. Forgot how, which way it went. Yeah. You start people, two people who are in love too. stare down. And the other one has to say when they're not in love anymore. Okay. This is too much. I've stared at you way too long. I'm no longer in love. Ooh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think, the way, the more you look at anything, the like less impressive it becomes. So like that only stands to, oh man, you don't want to apply that to people, but you know, say the most beautiful painting in the world's in your living room by the third year of living there, you're going to be like, okay, I need to move. Is that the most obvious connection correlation ever? Uh, no, I think that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know if everything is like that. Like, uh, like take a dog. I feel like I only like a, 
my dog more and more as time goes by. Right. The painting of the dog you have. Yeah, that dog painting that I've got. <laughs> um, no, but that, totally great example that goes against my point, right? So dog is not like that. All right, so good. That would stand a reason that, you know, a step up from dogs, people, I'm not sure if that's an appropriate ladder to make, but let's say it is for now. People, right, it only goes up more. So you appreciate people more and more. There we go. Nice. Yeah, I mean, there are things that people do that like wear on you over time. And right. there are people's personalities. And maybe that's true a little bit with dogs, but- <laughs> Most of the time, they're ju- they're just you know. I think you give them a pass on everything because they're too dumb, right. and you don't expect that they would ever realize that what they're doing is gonna grate on you over time. But like the person, you're kind of like, I can't believe you're still you know whatever leaving the frying pan, showing up with big paintings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you're still bringing home more dog paintings every day. <laughs> <laughs> and over this, that grates on me. <laughs> yeah, I think beyond the dog paintings, I, w- I was willing to say, let's keep this going. <laughs> <laughs> but the the staring in the, into each other's eyes, though, that's that is something. Um, I've read some article about it many years ago, and yeah, have you ever tried it? Have you ever like been? You know, I don't know, just as part of some situation you were in. <laughs> part of some uh, class I was taking. Um, I've done some staring, but not as like, hey, let's see. If, you know, just you, you land on some staring that's that's kind of nice. And I think you're both subconsciously doing what the exercise is, just like looking deep into one another's eyes to see if there's something. I don't know. Maybe, there, yeah, something I don't know, but is along those lines, I'd say, is happening where... But yeah, maybe it's just you're a madman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I'm reading this directly from a notepad in my phone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got off track a little bit there, but I think hmm, look into people's eyes. I think you're figuring stuff out, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, I, I've always had a theory that a lot of arguments, like really intense arguments between uh, couples, happen in the car because you're not looking into each other's eyes. Oh. And so you, uh, you're you having the conversation, but you actually aren't realizing that this person really does uh, care about you. So you, you get in these intense arguments in the car. Look at that. Never never happened to me, but I just, I'm just, you know, guessing that's what happens to people. Right. You set up the mirror so you could see each other in that. Yeah, just throw up a mirror and st- up on the windshield and, uh, you know, make them drive. that way. Or ask the car in front of you to hold the mirror up. Whatever, <laughs> safe, whatever, whatever's safest. <laughs> right. Do it outside the car before you leave. Well, that's that's going to always be best. Yeah. Right. Look each other in the eye. Okay. No fighting. What's another way where you wouldn't be able to look? Yeah. Do not fight. Oh, probably in bed. You're both looking at the ceiling. Yep. In bed fights. Yeah. I think you you know just roll on top of the other person and have the fight that way. It's going to go much better. And right. Ferris wheel fights are a big thing. I think. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ferris wheel fights. WWF. Or FWF, excuse me. Gay gay couples uh, standing at the urinal, I think, is probably a big, you know, you're at the gay couple both standing at the urinal and getting a big fight. Oh, yeah. Or if, yeah, a a bathroom with both right next to each other and you go in there as a couple. I bet there's a couple like gas station urinal next to the toilet couples doing their business fighting the 
hell out of each other. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I, of course, are you crazy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think now, now the solution is just FaceTime. You're you're in the two different uh, cubicles. You just FaceTime it up. Keep doing your thing, and then have the conversation, staring right into each other's eyes. Yeah, and it's gonna turn out great. Right. Have cameras in each of the stalls in the bathroom hooked up to a Zoom. Oh, that's easier. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> There's a big, obvious camera facing you when you take a shit. <laughs> Old timey video camera. <laughs> the longest sign next to it trying to explain why that's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're famous for. All right. Yes. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Um, the Indeed Ocean. Um, Indeed, Anna Jones. Oh, yeah. That ball. Never saw those. Okay. The ball flying down. Um, oh, that's a, uh, I have not seen it on your, on your end. That is a classic, you know, quickest way to have a bunch of people be mad at you that you've never seen a movie. Um, and it's the truth. Yeah, never saw it. Um, and have been unfairly hard on it, too for a movie I've never seen. Like I am adamant that it's horrible. I've never laid eyes on <laughs> three minutes of it. I promise you. Yeah. Except the previews that the ball chasing after him, I give it nothing. I don't, and it's not fair. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's more than just one, right? Right. So, but you're saying you haven't seen any of return them. of the lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah. Return of the return of the lost Ark. The empire strikes Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. Kylo Loren. and uh indiana jones and the temple of star wars (laughs) yeah oh man sorry to land on two things and i think it's not fair things i give absolutely no credit to and um yeah sorry because i'm sure there's a lot of good art wrapped up in both yeah, I could not, uh, I have not seen it either. So. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Gun to my head. It sucks and it's stupid and it's dorky, <laughs> but I'm sorry because that I have not seen it and I don't know that to be true, but that, and that's, you know, that what, who are you by just saying something's bad? You, you, you're bad too. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. Um, but I think you still got to be able to say things are bad. That's, uh, you know, oh, there you go. You are, even if you suck, you're bad. You could never do it. Like, you shouldn't have to say that before everything you think sucks. Like, I know I suck too. I suck. I could never do this. I could never make Indiana Jones. I could right. not make that boulder that was rolling down after him. I don't know how to. I'd be too scared of that boulder. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how you make a boulder like that. So it still sucks. I still think it sucks. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying. Boulders that big have really tough. They start to fall apart when they're about half that size from based on my experiments. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. And it's, it, I don't even know how to, where to begin. You start with a really big boulder and make it smaller. You start right. with a small one and try to make it bigger. Right. You just cement a bunch of regular rocks together. <laughs> it's expensive and yeah, he- heavy. Is just a big hunk of cement, if you throw that out in the wild, okay, it's technically a rock. <laughs> yeah i guess it just depends what it's shaped like right (laughs) if it was all jagged and just looked like a regular rock i think no one's gonna bat an eye (laughs) all these k 
campers <laughs> calling the wildlife service <laughs> to report a fake rock. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess when you're, if you're like a, a prank kind of camper, maybe you try to sneak a few hunks of cement out there and see if you can throw off the uh, wildlife preserve people. Oh, so you mean to get them? Get to how, how are you going to throw them off? <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, you know, if you have people <laughs> reporting these fake rocks, <laughs> maybe you plant a few in a few weird spots so you draw their attention to those. And meanwhile, you can do whatever you want to do away from the rangers. Like if you want to like, oh, let's try to have a party, even though we know it's against the rules. Set up a bunch of fake rocks, oh, have people okay. call those in. <laughs> I see. You find the other thing you could do to uh, make that even a little trickier is you find some real rocks that look like fake rocks, <laughs> and then it's like the boy who cried wolf. You got these guys calling in. Hey, this I think I got a fake rock on my hands over here. It turns out <laughs> the ranger comes out, analyzes it. Hey, this is a real rock. You know, what you, why don't you right. guys relax? All right, did you have, have some fun? Drink a couple beers out here, you know, whatever. Just relax. Yeah, when in doubt, we appreciate you reporting it. But, you know, if you get too focused on this, you're not even going to be able to enjoy your camping trip. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had something else on this that I have since lost. Oh, here it was. Um, so I think this would be a really cool, like, art project science experiment. Could a bunch of scientists get together and create one animal that could exist in the forest and would pass as a real animal and the wildlife preserve people or the rangers or whoever these are wouldn't bat an eye. Like, so you tried to sneak one by and you're like, Oh yeah. Did you see that beautiful red Fox this morning? Like that was something I hadn't seen him in, around the park before. And it's, it's somebody, the scientists made it and they successfully tripped up the wildlife people. And that'd be like, Hey, look, we did this. Like, isn't that a cool piece of science? We made it and a fake animal seem real. Oh, so just the scientists get together and spray paint a fox and then. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like put a, like a plug on its back, like tape a wire to it and be like, yeah, we made this. <laughs> and just, you know, put that in front of the um, park rangers. But I mean, do you mean like, uh, like Dolly, the uh, Dolly, was her name Dolly? Dolly Lama. Yeah. Dolly Parton. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Was it uh, Dolly the cloned sheep? Oh, was there one already? Okay. No, I, I mean, this, that's not quite what you're saying, but I'm saying, well, first, I, I'm, is that ringing a bell for you? Maybe or No, but Dolly. same experiment. Substitute the farmer for park ranger. Sneak a, so here's what you do. You grab one of the, the farmer's um, sheep and you very nicely kidnap it. You know, yeah. like, oh, here's all sure. the best sheep food. No problem. You're fine. You're fine. Keep it down. Yep, yep, yep. He's not looking, yeah. go, go. Here's finest sheep food known to man. Take them, take him away for a while, pet him the whole time. He's not being mistreated. It's fine. And yeah. you, you make one that looks exactly like him out of just whatever. Like we did all this cool stuff. Like it's a big leap in science. We manufactured this guy and we sent him back to, you know, farmer Johnson's ranch. Okay. And he blended right in. The dog was barking and he ran away or whatever, whatever the way to test what a real sheep would do. Yes. Okay. And like, look, what a piece of science we achieved this. Right. Just to to be able to uh, make you know a a lab grown creature and then try to fool other scientists is what you're saying. <laughs> right. 
Oh, that's because that is what better honor than to fool your own type. You know, you're in the field. It's, you know, it's kind of like a painter. If, if Michelangelo thought Da Vinci was money, that felt better than if some regular guy did and not regular guy everybody's has their own, um, strengths. So there are no regular people, but no, you know what I mean? A non-professional painter. Right. There are no regular people, only regular ideas, only regular paintings, right? Paintings. Yeah. In this case. (laughs) So if with, with a painter, the whole thing is you call over your buddy, who's also a painter and you show him your, your painting and you say like, ah, this is, this is real. This is really happening right here. And if you, if he he says, oh, wow, look at that. I say, uh, there's a dog over there. (laughs) Yeah. Up on, up on your wall. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are some painters who are probably good enough to where if they painted something in the distance, like, hey, thanks for coming over to my barbecue. I have a long yard, don't I? Yeah, you sure do. And, you know, there is some space between him and the big painting he put there to make it look like he had a big yard. So he has a medium-sized oh. yard. It is pretty big by most by most standards. <laughs> by most painters' standards, yeah. A- <laughs> right. Um, but he successfully convinces a fellow painter that, yeah, your yard is big. Wow. And then let's take a walk to the end of the yard. And they run into the painting. Holy shit. Painting. Yeah. Holy okay, shit. Can yeah. I have this? <laughs> <laughs> can I have this? I have a small yard. I'd love to have it look yeah. like, more like a medium yard. <laughs> right. And then you remove the painting and the guy does have a yard that's 50 times. And so he's like, actually, I was talking about, I could see behind this shitty painting of yours. You have a huge yard, bigger than what this painting <laughs> makes it look like. Yeah. Can I have this house? Can I have this <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> yeah. And you have to give him your house and take the painting. And, um, he, in the experiment typically lives in a smaller house than this. Yeah. I, I, so I think I know what you mean now after that, (laughs) all that, uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I don't know where, if we're there yet in terms of, uh, making animals like that, we're not at the point of making like the fun, different animals, like throw a bunch of, uh, DNA into a big, uh, witch's cauldron and, and stir it up and like spit out some kind of new animal i, I don't think we're there yet yeah you can create a witch that way uh, <laughs> i think it's it's less it's less like that it's more like we can clone animals i think and then right now we're working on like the lab grown meats right, right? you're gonna get in there when they when the getting's good i will absolutely try them the moment it's advertised to me on instagram yep moment oh lab-based meat try it order this thing to your house all you have to do is microwave it for Two minutes. Okay. Just deliver it now and charge me double. I don't care. Yeah. I want to try all the, the new fake meats for sure. Yeah, yeah. That is going to be nice. I think we're right around the corner. I saw there was a guy uh, guy claiming that he had it all figured out for chicken. I think he had a, he has, he has a lab-grown chicken, which is just such a lame one to start with. But Right. I mean, I like chicken as much as the next uh, bird, but um, <laughs> I think it's... I think you would want to start with the impressive, you know, steaks and the and right. the bacon's of the world and stuff like that. Right, because I think nobody's going to bat for chickens being smart, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the most, it's the least upsetting of all of the, you know, you're doing mean stuff to animals. Right. Because, and is that okay? Because they're not smart enough? Okay, well, you still have no morality. You, you don't care about not smart things? Right, I, I don't think it's... I don't think there's any airtight argument, no matter which way you do it, but it's a perfectly, uh, 
you know, it, you can at least create a consistent argument and say like, well, we're doing it based on, that's why we don't kill people because they're really smart. They can feel p- pain. Their, their relatives are upset when they die. There's lots of, there's lots of good reasons to start with. Let's, we don't kill people for part, partially because of, uh, you know, their brains and right. what, and you know, what they experience. So then you go down that ladder and yeah, it's less, it feels less bad to kill the ones that are dumber and feel less stuff and have less empathy and, and other things that we have, which we don't really know, but those are just, you know, our best guesses based on what we can you know, play around with. Right. Uh, Maybe chickens have funerals by just doing the same thing they do normally. Like that prove that's not their, them crying and having a funeral. Right. Yeah. I don't think we really know. It's just part partially it's going to be selective uh, experimentation, selective understanding. Like for a while, they were out there saying, you know, uh, elephants and dogs and stuff like, you know, they, they don't, they don't have an inner life at all. They have no inner consciousness, no experience, but you just do enough experiments and then you're like, okay, yeah, they do. They do. have. <laughs> they do. That. Our scientists yeah. back then sucked. They're, they're geniuses. Yeah. Yeah. That was always what my dad went after, uh, our dog for like, your brain is the size of a pea. Get in here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do also come after Bucket for just, you know, not being able to wrap her mind around anything. Yeah. It's, but, you know, she's she is having some experience in there. She's definitely, like, feeling all sorts of different things at different right. times. Make dogs kill the chickens. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> that way. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that is, there is something to it. And then you separate yourself enough from it. And then you're like, oh, well, we're not doing anything. Then just the dogs become a self-sustaining chicken killing society all to themselves. Right. <laughs> or do you, do you even take it further and figure out how to make chickens really depressed? So, <laughs> so you can argue that it's just, yeah, putting them out of their misery. Look how depressed he was. <laughs> Hey, they're they're killing themselves. We're just showing them these movies. I mean, we're just showing oh, them these really depressing right. movies, and then giving they them kill these themselves. Deaths. Excuse me, not we kill them because they're depressed. No, of course not. Yeah, all we're doing is we did build these, uh, you know, chicken strangling machines that they can walk themselves into. <laughs> <laughs> right, and we did put their favorite food right on the other end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. They're doing it because they're upset, and it was on a big slope where they kept falling down into it, <laughs> kept raising the floor on them until they fell into one corner. And we clipped their wings so they can't fly. But yeah, they killed themselves. They were depressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to, you know, deprive them of the right to uh, deal with their depression in the way they see fit? We don't even understand how their culture works. Right. Yeah. Don't you appropriate can't. their culture and kill yourself. no but yeah i think i think that's a if if we are going to still keep eating animals having them get you know forcing them to get depressed so they kill themselves (laughs) does seem like the most humane it's what we're famous for i mean this is nothing and this i feel like this as i'm already starting to say it is well covered ground but just in case it's not, suppose you see somebody in a picture of somebody you've matched with on a dating site and, you know, love at first sight isn't a real thing, probably. 
But you're like, oh, if it is, that person's beautiful, let's say. They aren't even the person whose profile it is. But you match with this other person. Look, I'm open to this being a total botch and a completely inappropriate use of this app. But who is that person in the picture with you? I just think they're so beautiful and any chance, you know, talk about ramblings of a madman. That or no, this is a person who's uh, out there landed on the line for love, which how do you take that one? Wow. Um, yeah, I, th- I love it. I mean, if somebody, if I was on a dating app and somebody hit me with that and, uh, yeah, let's say it was you in the picture, <laughs> I just, just putting myself, you know, in that, in that position real quick. And they were like, Hey, you know, this is total left field here, but who's that fella right there in the picture with you? And uh, yeah, I'd be pleased as punch to try to make a love connection people love putting people together so i think it i think it'd be fine okay yeah i could see it turning out as like look at this toxic piece of shit he went to a private school oh shit yeah you did go to a private school i forgot about that yeah but i was in my in my thing the the person who was reaching out to me had not gone to private school so okay it made it a little easier and that might not have anything to do with it but the rest (laughs) let's say let's say the rest is still the case and yeah, I think you could go either way on that one. Like, look at this piece of shit, piece of garbage, like playing with my emotions and then asking about my friend. What a fucking asshole. And I wouldn't disagree with that. But I think you'd that, have to lead yeah. in with it, though. You couldn't like date the person on the Internet for two weeks and then hit him with that. Right. No. Right. You're telling this right away. Excuse me. No. If I made it seem like you were stringing anybody along. Absolutely not. Yeah. So then I think. I mean, are are you going to get 100% success rate where everybody's on board with that and thinks it's okay? I don't think so. Like some people take dating very seriously and they've been like out there trying to find the right person for a long time. So they would take offense to right. you matching with them or whatever you had to do to, to have that conversation just to do that. But I think you're getting half the people out there who are saying, oh, this is kind of cool, actually, like. She is single or he is single. Let me uh, let me see if I can make this thing happen. And then everybody wants a story of people meeting that is not the two of them just being on a dating site together. Right. That's a great point. So it'd be, you get the benefit of that. So a little bit of a gamble, but it sounds like a decent payoff if you sell the story to the right people. I think so, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, maybe the person gets revenge on you some other time later you know like maybe they just they fix you guys up and whatever and then they as soon as you fall in love successfully then they sabotage you and uh poison your wedding cake yeah show up to your house and slit your throat in the night but (laughs) (laughs) but until then i think a a good time had by all (laughs) (laughs) yeah man okay because Right. I'm glad that there's any possibility just because not that I don't, I still don't think I do it even with you saying it's okay, but I just think it was a, you know, a passing thought and like, oh, wow, that person's just strikingly beautiful. They don't happen to be the person. Um, Can I, can I uh, throw a a caveat in there? I think it will go much better if the person is uh, conventionally less attractive than the, the, the person that you're talking to. Great point. Yeah. yeah, if if it's if it's their hot friend that everybody 
always comments that first of all maybe they shouldn't yes. have put that picture in their dating profile but there is so there's some reason you might go that route hot friend shaming though no you could keep it double the amount of pictures if you want oh yeah not my rules i'm just saying you <laughs> yes know, sure. uh, i understood yep but i i do think you're gonna get way more success if you have uh somebody who's maybe a little more unique looking or not less traditionally uh you know as society as our patriarchy uh foists upon us in terms right. of uh w- what traditional beauty means but uh yeah you, you got somebody who's a little bit out there looks wise i think you're gonna have a lot more success yeah that's really interesting okay so i would i would only try yeah i wouldn't go for like the hack you know who's your friend like okay mm-hmm. yeah she's clearly a knockout and not not to put out knockout i don't think they deserve any less romantic interest because they're knockouts you know that's, you know, that doesn't put them, shouldn't put them at a disadvantage. Um, no. So to keep everything exactly perfect, I think message, ask about everybody's friends. Say, hey, look, I don't, I don't think your friend and I would be a good match, but I just want to keep it honest. Like if I thought I, we were and I thought she's beautiful, I'd let you know that too. So maybe it just becomes a, a whole way of like breaking the ice on dating sites. I think your friend is absolutely gorgeous. I don't, yeah. I don't think your friend is, qu- is quite as pretty as you in the second picture. Hmm. That's interesting. It's sort of like almost some type of weird uh, strategy some nagging person would use or something like that. Though, oh, too. God, no, no. I would never want to do that. So good. Yeah. We'll, we'll get away from the anything other than just wanting to date the person whose profile it is. Good. We talked it through, though. I think that was worth talking it through to make sure. Because even if there's I a think... bad idea, talk it through, and then you know it's a bad idea. You confirm it by the talk through. Good. Just use dating apps. And not that you were doing anything other than wanting to find someone to go out with. You were just doing a little less conventionally, and now you know that's not the right way to go about it. Okay, good. I think if you if you really believe th- that there's some type of weird pull, like you think you know there really is a love at first sight thing going on, you try it out. You do it as nicely as possible. You throw apologies left and right. You're you are throwing yourself on the mercy of the person that you're talking to, and uh, and you say you know at the in the end if they're not comfortable with connecting you with them or whatever else uh then yeah you go slit their throat in the middle of the night (laughs) you 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 know you're good with that but it's worth a shot i think take take the shots uh if you if you think you've got a feeling about something you you take the shots right and yeah i guess any not any person yeah i guess if that person had been specifically like sensitive seeming or something of course don't but you know if if um yeah, I, I guess take the take the crack at it, huh? Yeah, if the conversation maybe you start off and you're you're just a few seconds in, the conversation starts out very like fun and bantery, and uh, they they seem like a person who's not taking dating too seriously, and it's not you know the, for the people who are like that I'm, I have been trying to find that special someone for a long time, and I'm not having success, and I'm very. Uh, you know, I take this very seriously. I, yeah, it's not the right person to do it with. Right. But I think, you know, it, you have to do what you have to do. Right. You know, I can't help. You know, it depends on how much. There's probably a big what you think of yourself factor here. Like, who are you to think that you deserve to, like, possibly upset someone else, even a little bit for a short period of time, because you th- dare to think that you've seen a picture of someone so there might be something in there where this was the psychopath test before that thing about 
you know, the funeral thing where you kill somebody to sh- show back up and meet your match or whatever. This might be the new version of that as we're arriving here. Right. It might have, you might have to have more of a backstory. Like I swear I have seen that girl at this coffee shop that I go to. We had a conversation one time. It was really nice. And I completely, it was a misconnection. I haven't ever seen her again. Is there any possible way, uh, you know, whatever, something like that. You lie. You just lie about it. What was the coffee shop? (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) You can't think of a single coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a backstory, but yeah, without something, yeah, you no lies involved, unfortunately. But I right. like the idea, if that were the case, like so, that would be a nice way to arrive upon it. If That, that would were be the okay, case. I think. That, that, that starts to pass a lot more, uh, you know, uh, of, the, of the smell test there. Right. You, you mentioned hot shaming in there right where like oh you know shaming shaming of hot people i have noticed uh you know with all the body positivity there is a lot of skinny shaming is that something that's out there are people talking about that because there's like all these all these people just openly saying like you know they they actually use like a a real woman in this model not some rail thin blah 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 stuff like that and like just skinny shaming left and right is that uh, is that in the in the um, zeitgeist? Are people out there talking about skinny shaming? I think they must be, yeah. Because I think I don't think you can say I don't think you say talk about people's bodies skinny or right. But you, of the ones that are like okay by like the clueless sixty um, five year old mom, I think that is more likely to be accidentally thought of as okay. You mm-hmm. know, like they would be way quicker to blow that one than the other way. Um, which I think was first in line on the let's take care of this uh, list. And now we're on to, oh, right, don't do it the other way either. How, why does it take us going through one to realize, oh, right, these other people, don't do it to them either. Like, what are, learn it all at once. Don't do that. Don't be mean. Right. It does. That's, that is the problem in how we seem to learn is like we feel like we got to flip it back around the other way to make it right. And then it's like, all right, now you guys didn't, we, we all didn't realize that we uh, should have just stopped doing the bad thing instead of flipped it all the way around like that. Right, right. Start doing it about something else. Where did you get that? No, we never said anything about that. Yeah. And like, you know, I think I probably accidentally as a big, as a big boy joked as probably from a place of like not being comfortable or jealous or somewhere like oh eat a sandwich over there really my god <laughs> like and that wasn't nice but um yeah so sorry to well, you helped a couple people out you know yeah i did buy all those homeless people sandwiches yeah you guys are uh, real thin <laughs> <laughs> yeah my god eat these sandwiches i just bought for you <laughs> you look great i'm not you know yeah yeah Uh, okay well yeah you've clearly taken all that money you panhandled and put it into your homeless costumes (laughs) 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 no my god of course not homelesscostumes.com yeah (laughs) yeah homie the cost man (laughs) um yeah so good good do not say what is it do not say anything bad about anybody Right, sure. That one seems easy enough. Right. You could say one sentence to pass on to the next generation of people, and we're not going to be able to teach them. 
They're not going to live with us. We're all going to die, and that's going to bring them to life. What's the one sentence you tell them? I think, you know, uh, act as if you could be anybody. That's always uh, a pretty good one. Uh, hmm. And then, or no, just a big long run-on sentence about like the 10 ma- major things to know. That's a loophole. No. Um, <laughs> I just think it's act, behave towards other people as if you could wake up tomorrow and be them or be anyone else. You know, that's, that's it. Oh, so I think there was an amendment recently to the golden rule. So do unto others as they want to be done to. Not as you, maybe you want to be hurt and you, maybe you came from, grew up being hurt. No, do unto others as they want to be have done. So if they want you to give them all your money, give them your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that does seem to be the other golden rule has headed. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Or are we, no, it should be the other one's more universally understandable. Do unto others. I never liked the golden rule. Okay, good. You were you're ahead of this one then. I just always uh, like that veil of ignorance one, which I think is nicer. It's basically the, the golden rule, but it it turns out a little bit different. I think. Say it again for me. I might have yeah. I might have missed the ending there. Uh, act behave towards everybody else as if you could wake up tomorrow and be them or be you know be anyone right. Be in so their circumstance right. You could be. You could be rail thin tomorrow, so you, you don't want to act in any kind of way to, you know, you, you could be a larger person if you, you wake up tomorrow. You could be, you know, any race, live in any part of the world. You could, right. you know, that way it turns out a little bit better because it's not just about like treating some individual some certain way that they want to or not. It, it makes you, forces you to think about the whole world. Right. So like, yeah this person loves to get shot in the back of the head while they're eating a sandwich, but <laughs> you could also be that person's mother tomorrow. So you could wake don't... up tomorrow as that sandwich. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't want to be eaten. <laughs> you know, so behave like somebody who doesn't want to be eaten. Just swatting <laughs> invisible things away as though somebody's trying to eat you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's going to make the world a lot better. All right. I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a really nice one. Good. And a good update. And does that one have a, the something rule name? It's it's called the veil of ignorance. That's the veil of ignorance. Okay. I heard you say that a few times, but I didn't know that was the name for that. I thought it was more like the subject matter and not the official name. It's it, it's actually not about like you could wake up tomorrow and be, it's just behave or design the world as if you, you could have been born into it as anyone. You could but do yeah, anything again, you put your mind to. <laughs> right you could (laughs) swat away whatever sandwich wait (laughs) right you just gotta work really hard and you know one day you'll be there (laughs) yeah yeah hard work pays off i get it (laughs) two birds one stone pull yourself up by your bootstraps no that one's no good i don't think so because people aren't treated fairly and you know okay fine lesson for just life aside from this conversation but not like hey this group isn't doing well and needs we should all help no they should uh, just okay. pull themselves up by the bridge that's not nice okay gotcha. what you don't want to help uh well gosh now that you're putting this have you ever thought about running for politics <laughs> 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 no one's think- ever said it to me like this 
I don't think pull yourself up by your bootstraps is the way that's usually used, right? It's not usually like, come on, you homeless guy, pull yourself <laughs> up by your bootstraps. No, I it's thought like, that's exactly how it was used. No, I think it's usually used to talk about a person who did make their own way. And they said, yeah, he, he really pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Yeah, he used to be homeless and this guy came and said it to him. <laughs> yeah, this guy... <laughs> shame shamed him into actually trying and he <laughs> was oh, really? able to hit it big on the stock market i think it's <laughs> i think it's the difference between like past and present tense you're saying like that guy happened to do that but i think it's used similarly to like you do it now too this guy did it well that's like one case of somebody you know overcoming 30 odd, different odds you know and making it like that's not easy so like don't tell me to just do that. That's really hard to do. How about let's level the playing field a little more and, and help me out some? Okay. Did you say uh, you have or have not run for politics before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't know it was out there being used that way, but I, I uh, and I don't think it is. And I think, <laughs> <laughs> That's possible. I, th- I think people are just, but people are probably defending against it like that. Like, is it like it is being used that way left and right and, and just attacking the expression because by me saying Johnny over here did pull himself up by his bootstraps, they're getting offended that that should imply that they should also do it because it's a positive thing. But it is a positive thing. And people should attempt to pull themselves up by their bootstraps because they'll be maximizing their chances of being successful. But uh, but obviously it shouldn't be used as as any type of evidence why we shouldn't be helping folks out. Right, there you go. Okay, good. So yes. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and let's help people who need help. Okay, both. What's that? Mutually exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. That means they can exist together. That's right. Both can happen. Okay. Yeah, mutually exclusive. That's one of those ones. That's a Rite Aid CVS situation where I can't really memorize what that means. You seem to have it. Okay. No, it finally worked. I now know the difference between Rite Aid and CVS. Um, yeah, those are probably a matter of some weird switch in your brain. You tell some guy your problem. He's like, okay, have the following conversations with me. This undoes that problem. Is that the specific type of science word, cognitive science or something? Mm. I'm having trouble keeping, you know, I-95 and (laughs) I-295 separate in my mind. (laughs) And you tell the doctor that problem. He's like, oh, okay, I-95 is the one with the whatever. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Now I get it. (laughs) 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 He doesn't do anything special with science. He's like, I wish I knew what the difference was myself so I could complete this joke, but... Yeah, the two is the dead giveaway, but... Yeah, one has the two in front of it. Yeah. (laughs) What did you like better, 295? (laughs) No, 295 emerged late. I was, we were 95 our whole lives and like, oh, 295, what? No, Uh, okay, but yeah, pretty quick, good good route. Yeah, something about it I never liked. I never, just never got that comfort level with it. Yeah. Right. It was basically I-95 for people who liked signs that weren't as city-esque. It was 95 with brown parky signs. Right. Everything looked like it was like a uh, national monument. Right. A war-dedicated highway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John P. Owens's 
National Graveyard Highway. Mm-hmm. He was killed by the 75th Infantry at the Unknown Soldier, <laughs> at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Oh, yeah. Over by the, <laughs> river, the river of blood. Right. Did they ever find out who, uh, who the Unknown Soldier was? That has to have been a whole documentary. Like, who was the real Tomb of the Unknown Soldier? We found out, and it turned out not to be that great of a story. It was, it was, you know, that one, the guy we thought all along, and he was just in there, and there's no, you know, 10-minute documentary. Right. Or just, yeah, just a guy asking around and nobody having any information. <laughs> <laughs> like, still, put, still putting that out as a documentary. <laughs> well, I know we only <laughs> talked to three people, and none of them knew the answer, <laughs> but it's really been a pleasure. Oh, a whole art department. A whole like genre of film, the documentaries where we got no answers, but we, yes. we had a lot of hijinks ensued nonetheless, or no hijinks at all. You know, it's just right, just the, just the questions, people, and no answers. Just a forty interviews with people where uh, the interviewer like just starts suggesting people at, by the end, like, do you, do you know who the unknown soldier was? I I do not, I, you know, and then I don't know. Do you have any guesses? <laughs> 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 I was thinking maybe it was uh you know this guy you know and they're like I no it wasn't <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> I don't think it was that guy <laughs> okay so then I guess for now it'll just remain unknown <laughs> and isn't it better that way you know whatever like just try to All right some closing closing monologue about why it's okay that you're still putting this out (laughs) (laughs) after talking to these 40 people you know i came to the realization that maybe some things are better left (laughs) everyone in the movies ends with that same one he doesn't even refilm it (laughs) oh man i don't know i always thought there was a guy who died strangely right around the time where the tomb came to be. He was the father of Barry Johnson. And I think he could have been, no, no, (laughs) that's not him. That's this guy over here. points to a different gravestone. Barry Johnson's father or whatever. (laughs) Ah, okay. Yeah, I see that. That's not, so then that wouldn't be, the unknown soldier, then. That would be. <laughs> it's what we're famous for.